Hey, Sheila, how are you? Is this Dr. Wayne Applewhite? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad to hear your voice. Oh, man, this is great. I Oh, my goodness, it is so good to be back here in front of the microphone and talking with you. And same here. I've, uh, I've it's it's the highlight of my day. Oh my goodness, golly! I couldn't wait to do this again. And hello to our listening audience, and <laughs> welcome to Twenty Seven Minutes with Sheila and Wayne, where we explore the fascinating world of verbs and their impact on our daily lives. Join us each week as we delve into the different ways verbs shape our language and influence our lives, mm-hmm. as we attempt to make a positive difference in our world. Mm-hmm. One verb at a time. (laughs) And Sheila, this is episode number 104. 104. 104. How about that? And I have some other news as well, because we have now been listened to the 26th country. Which country is that? Would you, uh, you would like to know which country that is. And so would I. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. And it is... Ooh, Switzerland. Switzerland. And Denmark, 26 and 27. Denmark, excellent. Denmark and Switzerland. I just moved Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for listening. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That is very, very cool. And we have 1,093 plays of our podcasts. How about that? That sounds, that sounds just as we figured. And I have a funny story for you real okay. quick. All right. Five seconds. I talked to someone where I was away from the microphone for mm-hmm. the last few weeks. And I said, hey, you should listen to our podcast. It's 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. And he saw me the next day. He says, but it was 28. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, busted. So Yeah, busted, okay, right? We're so. going to change the name to 27-ish minutes with Sheila and Wayne. <laughs> 27-ish. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so welcome everyone to 27 Minutes-ish with Sheila and Wayne. Right, right, (laughs) Oh, right, yes. Sheila, what is our verb for today? Before we jump into the verb, I have two trivia questions. Oh, okay. One of which we will answer at the end of the show, and the other of which I don't think I'll be able to hold back without giving the answer. Okay. So the first one that we're going to answer at the end of the show is, what famous general said, I will return? Oh, I know that answer. Okay, good. Well, here's the second one. Ready? Uh Uh-huh. What world-famous podcaster had to take time off for important business and has now returned? That that's would be hard, Wayne Applewhite. That's, that's, that's a hard one. That's the one I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't wait to the end. Welcome back. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. It really is. Good, oh, good. this is so so fun doing this with you. Thank you it for doing is this the with same. us. And today's verb, perfectly, is to return. Oh, to return. So you, you have returned. Um And I have two meanings. You probably have three or four more. So I'm going to jump in with to come or go back to a place or person. Okay. And number two is to give, put, or send something back to a place or person. Okay. And just from a personal standpoint, I found return to be, from an emotional standpoint, a comforting word. Oh. So there you go. Good. All right. Okay. So how about you? And on my definition list, I have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight more. (laughs) Mm. And they're all close. To give, do, or get something after something similar has been given or done to you. The next one. To reply to someone's question or or request. 
to give a particular amount of profit. Ooh, you know about that in from the financial world. Right. You get your return. Yeah. To send, take, give, put, etc. something back to where it came from. Okay. <laughs> Reminds me of a movie, um, Young Dr. Fran- Frankenstein. Put okay. the candle back. <laughs> <laughs> that was a classic. And here's another one. To bring something, someone back from somewhere. Ooh, mm. return. Yes. Uh, much like that general you're talking about. Right. Um, in sports such as tennis, to hit the ball back to your opponent. Right. I didn't even think of that when, when I was looking this word up. In well, football, yeah. it says to catch a punted or kicked ball and carry it back towards your opponent's goal. And then the last one is to happen again. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And I, I liked I liked all of those. And, yeah. and obviously, you know, I, I wanted to go, I wanted to go down the personal and professional way of return. Yes. Because I wanted to get into reciprocal, you know, reciprocating with in kind and, and okay. those kinds of things. And, and you, someone does, did you a favor, you do them a favor. Or someone just asks for you to do something and you give them more in return. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, that's relationships and professional, personal. Mm-hmm. However, okay, I looked on the internet much as I quickly do, and I saw all of these return on investments, and I saw uh-huh. return to this or return to that. I found something on the Scientific American website. Oh, I do like that website, and it is totally different and void from anything I've said. prior (laughs) and it's it is something that i don't think i found more fun to read and i said i'm just going to have to do this one just because it's fun (laughs) okay i love that and since we look at different perspectives of the of the verb here's a perspective of the verb that i'm going to talk about however Sheila, where can our listeners find you? Oh, thank you for asking. I am at Zeke and Sheila at yahoo.com. And I am at Wayne at mindsinking.com. And without further ado, let's get to it. Would you like to start with yours, with your research? No, you've got me just curious. I, I do have some quotes. Um, okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll just throw one in and we'll get to more later. The first one is, Uh, This question is, how do I deal with a bully without becoming a thug in return has been with me ever since I was a child. And Celia Edward, an American activist, said that one. How do I deal with a bully without becoming a thug in return? Ah, okay. Huh. I like that. Yeah. And okay. So that's So go ahead. Jump in. Here we go. Scientific American website. It says, it asks the question, and this is the article, and the title is, Why Don't People Return Their Shopping Carts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have asked my, th- see, this woman is thinking about, you know, big things. I think about shopping carts all the time, too. You see them every, in fact, okay, I'm sorry, I'm going to go on a tangent that's not necessary. Jump in and tell us why people don't return their shopping carts. No, go ahead, go on your tangent, please. Someone I- told me that shopping carts are really space aliens, and that's why they're actually slowly <laughs> taking over the world, because you see them everywhere now. Oh and my they're, goodness. but they're benign, so you don't think they're a threat. Ah, okay. Okay, so that's right. totally off the pages of, <laughs> of, of UFO newspapers. So go ahead, jump in. Sorry. All, all right. So anyway, as I was reading, as I read this article, I first looked at it and I go, and I wanted to bypass it, but I, but I brought it back because it says, this is just fun. 
And, and this is not what I was thinking about return. So, and I said to myself, <clears throat> who hasn't, which driver in the world has not driven into a parking lot <clears throat> and was about to turn into a parking spot mm -hmm. and there was that cart <laughs> yep. sitting there. And the Either, best words don't come out in that moment. They do not come out in that moment, no. And so I said to myself, well, you know what? This is just going to be fun. I'm I'm going to. <laughs> so I read the article yeah. and it it gave me all kinds of laughing moments. So I'm going to share those oh, laughing good. moments good. with you, okay. with our audience. And, and I'm going to read most of the article. Uh, so I'll just do it in sound bites. Okay. So starting off, and this is by Crystal DeCosta, as a matter of fact. Um, and it was written on at least it was published on April 26, 2017, so many, many years, seven years ago. But anyway, she says, while some supermarkets are better than others, it's probably not unusual to find a few stray shopping carts littering the parking lot to the dismay of shoppers who may think that a parking spot is open, only to find that it's actually being used by a shopping cart. <laughs> and I said sometimes also a motorcycle, because you don't oh, see okay. it. Yeah, there's one right there, and there's this motorcycle. But no, I turn in, and there's a shopping cart. I'm like, oh, the horror of horrors. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a basic courtesy to others. You get to a cart at the shopping market. You use it to get your good groceries and goods, and then you take them to your vehicle. And then you return it for others to use. Yay, that's the best way to use a shopping cart. Right. And yet, she says, it's not uncommon for many people to ignore the cart receptacle entirely and leave their carts next to their cars or parked haphazardly on medians. Mm, During okay. peak hours, it can mean Bedlam. Where does this, this and she says, where does this, disregard come from and I'll leave it there and I will come to you. <laughs> Can I just say um, that I am sharing this um, outrage at the shopping cart thing until you said they park them on the medians and I I maybe have done that before. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. At Costco where the, the kiosk for the carts is way far away. So uh-huh. I'm going to talk about something a little different for a moment because we're going to get back to you, but I just want to take a, a break here and talk about, I was reading about uh, how so many dogs and cats are returned to shelters after they're adopted. Oh. And um, it actually, the numbers are smaller than I thought, although they might be skewed by what they call pandemic pets who were, when people were in their homes for a long time, they adopted dogs or cats specifically Dogs seem to be the biggest issue. Um, and then once they started going back to work again, returning to work, uh, they didn't have the energy resources, et cetera, for the pet. So as it turns about, uh, in a study of 572 uh, individuals in Texas wow. who adopted dogs or cats, within six months, 10% of those who had been adopted no longer were in the home. And 40% of those 10% were returned to the shelter. Uh, mm. The most common reason being aggression, uh, dog aggression. But interestingly enough, the people, the age range of people who are more likely to keep their dogs was from 25 to 34. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it didn't matter if you'd been a previous dog owner. It didn't matter if they gave you all sorts of information about how to care for dogs. Those didn't matter. It just 
boiled down to that. So uh, moving on. Yes. And it's important what you said, because some people, they don't realize the work and the effort and the dollars that's involved in raising a pet. Right. Whether it be a dog, a cat or something else. Yeah. That being said, because there's so much uh, information and publicity about about pets and pet adoptions and whatnot, uh, the numbers have gone down hugely in the last 10 years of pets that have been sent back to shelters. So, well, that's good. I mean, sent to sh- found in shelters to begin with. Okay. Yeah. And this well, is from the National Library of Medicine of all uh, organizations. Huh. So, all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, looking looking back at the shopping carts. Yes. <laughs> Crystal Crystal says some supermarkets have tried to make this relatively easy, being that you know, being that respectful person who wants to grab the cart, use it, bring it back to so others can use it. She says they have cart receptacles throughout the parking lot. Cart, a cart attendant to bring the carts back to the store, and some may even rely on the cart cart rental system, where you pay for the cart and are reimbursed when it is returned. They have those she, a lot at airports. They do. She says, in the instances where there is no rental system, people may leave their carts stranded for some of the following reasons. And here they are. There's six of them. The receptacle is too far from where they've parked their car. Number two, they have a child whom they do not want to leave mm. unattended. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Number three, the weather is bad. Ooh. Mm. Number four, they have a disability that okay. that is prohibitive to easy movement. Okay. Number five, their perception that it's someone else's job to collect the carts. <laughs> mm. It sounds like entitlement to me. <clears throat> and then number six. They're leaving the carts for someone else to easily pick up and use. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I can see about four of those have some have some has some merit to it. Okay, okay. I, I can see right. that. I can okay. see that. And then she goes into, and this is what I found really fun. She says, similarly, there are five categories of cart users. And she names she names Ooh. cart users. <laughs> okay. All right. This is a quiz, <laughs> like a personality quiz. She calls the first one the returners. Okay. The next one is the never returners. Oh, <laughs> not me. And then number three is the convenience returners. Mm, mm. Number four is the pressure returners. Oh. And number five, the child-driven returners. And and I will give you all of those descriptions. However, I will not want to belabor all the words here. It is your turn to, gosh, fill us with some things that you have found. <laughs> um, can I just say real quick a story? Um, I was running into a grocery store one time, not because I was going to do shopping, but because I was going to meet somebody there. And um, a fella called out as I was going by and said, do you need a cart? And I said, no, thanks. As I kept walking briskly, clearly in a hurry. And he said, you don't get it. And I said, what? And he said, when someone says, do you want a cart? You're supposed to take it back for them. Ooh. <laughs> I've never heard that rule. And I don't adhere to that rule. <laughs> Ooh. I was, I was um, shopping cart shamed. <laughs> okay. Next thing I have here, real quick, okay. is um, oh, turning the pages. Uh, returning merchandise. Another ah. post-pandemic thing. I don't know. Why I'm on a theme. Post-pandemic stuff. Um, much online shopping skyrocketed during the pandemic. And excuse me for the noise in the background here. Um, 
and the the expectation of retailers is that there that 20 to 30% of things purchased online will be returned as opposed to 9% for in-person purchases but and the most often returned merchandises are apparel footwear and accessories the least likely things to be returned is food and groceries. Um, <laughs> okay. But but now retailers are starting to say um, we're not going to make it as easy as it has been to return. The pandemic is over. Uh, you need you need to be more sophisticated your online shopping. We're going to make it a little more challenging. And uh, for instance, Amazon is not necessarily charging the consumer, although it may trickle down there. But they're charging the retailer if they've uh-huh. got a an an algorithm that sets an an increased expectation of the amount of returns they should be getting. Hmm. And if that goes up, the retailer is charged if the, if it's fulfilled by Amazon. So interesting. It is. And and you continue to use the post pandemic um, kind of sim- symbolic thought process here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add one to that okay. because also on the net, as I was looking up return, okay, um, I saw many, many, Articles in many, many statements, or at least just little things on the blurbs on the internet about people returning to work after the pandemic because employers were forcing, making, um, negotiating return to work mandates, return to work mandates. And I was on a I was being interviewed, I think, last summer or or, uh, two summers ago about that very same question okay um what what were the thought processes processes of people returning to work and i had mentioned you know i said it's going to be tough for some individuals because um and and this and one guy where i was um this past few weeks talked to me about this he says his father worked at some place and because of the pandemic he got to work at home mm-hmm. and then the father was he quit because his father found out that he figured out that he could make more money staying home mm. because the state paid him dollars to be home uh. plus he got other remunerations for other places and he was making more money by not working wow and staying at home than he was if he was at work so he says his father said i'm not going back to work ever wow <laughs> and like, wow and other individuals, executives were saying that they didn't want to go back to work to the mm. office per se because they liked their view. They, <laughs> you okay. know, they, they they looked out over the lake or they looked out over the ocean where they oh. lived or they looked out over and their scenery was so gorgeous that they didn't want to go back to the cubicles that they were working in. Okay. And they didn't want to return to the chaotic commuting. Oh my goodness. They oh said, yeah. That's hour a and a half one. commute one way when it totally should be get that. Yeah. Yes. So, so post pandemic, those things are still talk, being talked about on returns. So there we go. Anyway, let's see what Crystal says that yes. a returner is. So I have she already says, put myself in one of the categories, but let's hear if I'm correct. Okay. She says returners, these people, <laughs> she uses these people, these people <laughs> always return their cards to the receptacle, regardless of how far away they've parked or what the weather is like. They feel a sense of obligation and or feel badly for the people mm. responsible for collecting mm-hmm. the carts. Mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, I'm a returner. Okay. I am a returner. She says the never returners, people who never return their carts. They believe it's someone else's job to get the carts or the supermarket's responsibility and show little regard for where the carts are left. 
The convenience returners, she says, are people who will return their carts if they're if they parked close to the receptacle or if they see a cart attendant. So, mm, okay. Oh. Yeah, so you have to have a little bit of pressure, and that here comes the next one. The pressure returners. Okay. People who will return their carts only if the cart attendant is present. So, you know, <laughs> big brother's watching. <laughs> or or if the adjacent car owner is present. Oh, I don't want to look bad in front of, you know, the person oh, who's sitting in the car. Judging. Which means, yes, which means they don't have an easy avenue for abandoning their carts. <laughs> Can't get and, away with it. And the last one, child-driven returners. Right. These are the people with children who view it as a game to return carts, oh. often, often riding them back to the receptacle or pushing them into the stacked lines. And I've seen those individuals, yep. and I've seen them inside the stores as Me well. Too. Not they're always just, safely. <laughs> but they're having fun. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> so I like that. So so which did you fit in any of those five categories? I, I have to say, when I go to the grocery store, I find the, the return kiosk or whatever you want to call it and park near that on purpose to make it easier for me to return it. But on the times when it's so far across a very large parking lot, I think to myself, they have set themselves up for this problem. <laughs> And I justify it that way. Very rarely, and it's only at Costco that that happens. <laughs> and I look at it in a totally different light because okay. I tend to park far away from the store. Yes. Meaning, meaning it farthest away because I like to walk. Okay. Yeah. And it's 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 you know I I, I consider it part of my exercise. Now I I do walk. I, I walk. I try to walk two to three miles a day anyway. But when I go to the stores, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? I I can walk a little bit further here. So I yeah. tend to I tend to park in the back. 40. Okay. Some people don't know what the back 40 is, but I parked in back 40 (laughs) and it's because I'm going to get exercise. So I know I have to walk from my car to the store, grab a a shopping cart, push that shopping cart to my car and then walk that shopping cart back to the receptacle and then walk back to the car, which gives me another added quarter of a mile, if you will, half a mile maybe. Absolutely. Plus a little bit of upper arm exercise. Exactly. And so so I do it for those reasons. Now, I also do it whether it's raining, snowing, or whatever, or hot, because I walk every day anyway, so the elements don't really bother me. Now, a windshield, uh, okay, maybe I might... Maybe I might do something a little different when it's the windshield, but um, Mm -hmm. I I typically do that. And Sheila, I'm looking at the clock, and it's 20... We have 23 minutes on the clock already. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. So, yes. So 28. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, and, and I will let you continue. Let me just give another couple of, oh, go ahead. What? No, I was going to say, and you have that trivia question too. I haven't forgotten that one. That was an easy one. Uh, Another couple of quotes. If you can't return a favor, pass it on, according to Louise Brown, an English celebrity. Okay. And then finally, Yo-Yo Ma, a musician, said, I think anybody who goes away finds you appreciate home more when you return. Uh, oh, I like that. I like that one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It has been so fun returning back to the microphone with you. Oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. With yes. Him. Yes. Oh. Um, and since we're so close to the end and since we want to be 27 minutes as opposed to 27-ish minutes, I just want to answer that trivia question and to remind you, the question was what famous general said, I will return. And it was Douglas during, MacArthur. 
Yes. In what were the circumstances? Do you know? He was returned to the Philippines. Yes, exactly. After he was evacuated, he said, yes. I will return. I will return. Yes. Yes. And, I, and I then can see what? with this corn cob pipe, pipe in his mouth, too. And then a famous actor has a line from a movie called Terminator that people quote frequently. Oh, I know. That's that's Arnold. <laughs> yes. And what did he say? He said, I shall return. Did he? Okay. Or I'll be back. I'll be. Oh, yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and that if you're a musician, you go, well, Bach, what is Bach? And what do Bach and Mozart have to do? Anyway, we got that's a verb for oh, a see, different see, day. See, now, now I have a question for you. Okay. All right. That 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 brings me to a question. Here's okay. A quick, okay. Warning. Caution, everyone. Here comes a dad joke. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm ready. Why did Mozart shoot all of his chickens? I do not know. Because he asked them who was their favorite conductor, and they all said, Bach, 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 Bach. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Wayne. And I think we have no more to say than that. <laughs> Thank you. Except thank you, folks, for listening to us. It's uh, such a treat to be back, and we look forward to many more shows in the future with you. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Switzerland and Denmark. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Sheila. Thank it's, you, Wayne. It's great to return. Amen. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.